Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Whether you're experiencing digestive symptoms or some of the symptoms you may have heard me talk about, like from leaky gut, like brain fog, slurred speech, having acne, I think this is a really great episode to listen to because even if you don't have gut health issues right now, it doesn't mean that it's not the perfect time to start preventing them. In high school and in the beginning of college, I had no issues digesting anything. I can think back and there were very few things that upset my stomach and made me gassy. I used to make fun of my dad actually because, sorry dad, calling you out. He had so many food sensitivities, right? Like he couldn't digest garlic, he couldn't digest onions, he got really gassy, he got upset stomachs really easily and I used to make fun of it until you have a gut issue, you do not realize how much it sucks to be sensitive to all of these things. And so today in this episode, whether you have gut issues or you're just trying to prevent yourself from getting them, I am going to go through all things gut health and leaky gut. So we're going to start at what does symptoms look like and do you have symptoms if you have gut issues? And then we're going to dive into all the causes, things that can really like make gut symptoms worse. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about what I do in the gut protocol. I help women go through in repairing that gut and how how to start taking action today to repair what damage has already been done. The fact of the matter is that when you're on a standard American diet for one month, you have an increase of endotoxemia, which is essentially food particles leaking out into your bloodstream or leaky gut by 71%. So just by eating what we typically eat in the United States, you're a very high risk for leaky gut. Now, if you're not in the United States, you are lucky. European European countries have a lot less processed foods. They have less toxins. They have higher regulation on GMOs. And there's just a lot more safety precautions in place in their food system. But that doesn't mean that they're not also at risk. That being said... What the heck is leaky gut? I know I've dropped it like three times already. Essentially what it is and what happens when you have leaky gut is that you have these cells that line your gut wall. And when leaky gut occurs, food particles are allowed to leak out into your bloodstream. And when that happens, you have an inflammatory response by your body. Now inflammation, you may have heard this term thrown around. Maybe you don't understand what it is. Inflammation is essentially when 
your body's immune system gets ramped up. Now, it's a good thing. Like, let's say you get a cut on your arm. You get that red circle around. Your body's fighting off any bacteria that may have entered the cut. That's a good source of inflammation. The not-so-good source of inflammation is when you have a systemic inflammation that's chronic because we need inflammation in short period of, periods of time, but long-term, it can cause a lot of wear and tear within our body. And when you have that chronic inflammation, you have a decrease in your immune system. Chronic inflammation is associated with everything from depression, diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune conditions, the list goes on, right? And so leaky gut is just one avenue that we can have this chronic inflammation. Now, leaky gut has been associated with a lot of different things. So I'm going to start out with talking about some of the symptoms or some of the chronic diseases that have been associated with leaky gut. Leaky gut specifically has been shown to be in individuals who have autism, depression, celiac disease, autoimmune conditions, schizophrenia, chronic fatigue, allergies, thyroid conditions, inability to gain weight or lose weight. So it has been shown individuals with these conditions have a higher likelihood of also having leaky gut. It's not necessarily a cause and effect, but it is correlated. And so there's a connection there. Another thing that I'm going to mention as I'm stating this is that a lot of primary care medical practitioners do not know about leaky gut or they're not open to the idea that something in our gut could actually be causing this systemic inflammation and other health conditions and other issues. And so when you go to your medical provider, make sure you find someone who is a functional medicine provider if you have some of the issues I already mentioned so that they're able to actually treat the root cause of what is precipitating that disease. The next thing I want to talk about is symptoms of of leaky gut and and symptoms of gut dysbiosis. And so there is a difference. I know a lot of people are like, is leaky gut the same as having IBS? Is I like, what, what does that mean? And so essentially there's two different things that you can think of when you think about gut health. And number one is the gut dysbiosis, which is means the bacteria in our gut You have a ton of bacteria in your gut. You have more bacteria cells in your body than you have human cells. And so the bacteria in your gut are part of your immunity. They help you digest foods when you bring them in. They they are part of our emotional regulation. You know, certain bacteria can actually produce more serotonin. And so there's a huge role these bacteria play in your gut when you have gut dysbiosis, which is different than leaky gut. Um, Gut dysbiosis is when you have an imbalance of the healthy bacteria, or maybe you have more of the pathogenic bacteria, the bad bacteria that can actually create the mood disorders or have increased cravings or cause the gas and the bloating. Maybe you have the bacteria in the wrong place. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in the gut that lead to gut symptoms. Leaky gut can be a result of gut dysbiosis, but it can also be a result of many other things, which I'll talk about here in a minute. So just know that when I talk about gut dysbiosis, that's talking about the bacteria in your gut. When I talk about leaky gut, that that could be a result of having gut dysbiosis. And it also could be that there you've had irritants that have caused gut contents to leak out into the bloodstream. So just know as I'm going through this podcast, those are the differences. Um, Symptoms of leaky gut specifically can be anything like food sensitivities, irritable bowel disease, autoimmune conditions. I mentioned nutrient malabsorption. So if you look down at your fingernails right now, check out, are there any bumps, ridges? Are there white spots that weren't 
that didn't happen from like dropping a hammer on your fingernail. Is there any, you know, cracking? Do you have, are your cuticles really dry? Like look at the nail and really look at if it doesn't look healthy, you're likely malabsorbing some nutrients. And this is one of the things I cover in my courses. I make sure that the people who are coming in have adequate nutrients, or if they're not absorbing their nutrients, we get them the tools to actually help them absorb the nutrients. Because if you're gut is out of balance, you may have malabsorption of those nutrients, and then you're not actually able to heal the gut because you're not getting the nutrients you need to heal that lining. Another thing that could happen with symptoms, things that signs that you may have leaky gut, skin conditions like acne, psoriasis, pariasis, I wanted to say how it's spelled, psoriasis, (laughs) Um, mood issues, so anxiety, depression, those are all symptoms of leaky gut. Many other things have also been associated with leaky gut for symptoms. I want to mention that this doesn't necessarily cover the things like diarrhea, constipation. I didn't cover all those. Those are also symptoms that you may have leaky gut, but it's a bigger sign that you have either gut dysbiosis or bacteria in the wrong places. So again, this is something I cover in my course is how to reduce the bad pathogenic bacteria and promote the healthy bacteria, also getting the bacteria out of spots they're not supposed to be in. So a lot of people who are experiencing things like diarrhea, extreme gas and bloating, they may actually, may actually have bacteria in the wrong places in their gut. So we really want the bacteria to stay in our large intestine. But what can happen is that if we get some sort of, you know, let's say someone's on a proton pump inhibitor or they are... Um, which is an antacid, or they're taking antacids chronically, they may actually experience low acidity, which allows bad bacteria to grow in the wrong places. And so this can happen to a lot of people, and that's just one example. Um, Concussions are another reason people tend to get um, small intestinal bowel over bacteria overgrowth, um, which is where the bacteria grow in the wrong places. So there's lots of things that can happen. Those symptoms tend to be more of the digestive symptoms themselves, which can then lead to the leaky gut. Woo. So for me, I'm going to jump into the causes next and talk about what can actually cause these digestive symptoms and leaky gut. And we're really going to focus on leaky gut as I'm going through this, but know that both of these, everything I'm saying here can cause both for the most part leaky gut and gut dysbiosis. And I want to start with my story of what happened when I look back and and really look at the progression of my gut symptoms, what happened to lead up to that point. And so, like I said, in high school and beginning of college, I had no issues digesting foods. And then, you know, a little bit into college, I noticed things like beans, legumes, vegetables, like there was a ton of things that, that threw my gut off or it would be random. I didn't even know what I ate, but I would be so embarrassingly gassy. I had to like leave the gym or parties because I was so embarrassed by this. And so what happened is that number one, you go into college, you're under high stress situation and you're probably not sleeping like you should. Those are two things most college students experience. Having lack of sleep and stress are both ways to promote gut dysbiosis and wear down the lining of our gut health. So not having the healthy bacteria in our gut to protect that gut lining 
promotes leaky gut. And so that was just like the first step. And then I paired that on top of it with excessive alcohol consumption. I, I drank like a sailor. It, actually from high school all the way through the end of college and, and a couple years out of college, I was drinking in excess. And what that does is it reduces the healthy bacteria and it allows, when you don't have enough of the good bacteria, it allows the opportunity for pathogens to take over and disrupt that gut lining. The alcohol is also a gut lining disruptant. So both of those in combination. Then in college, I got a really bad infection in my knee. I needed strong antibiotics with that. I did not stop drinking alcohol when I was on those antibiotics. And that's when I really started to notice uh, like some symptoms of my gut being really out of balance. It probably started before that, but that was just like the icing on the cake. And I really started things to go notice things go downhill. I got, my anxiety got a lot worse around that time. I just, you know, I just felt all of the impacts start to really pile on. And then a couple years after college, my gut symptoms never really went away. I just kind of managed, dealt with them ignored them really at the end of the day is what it is. And then when I got to my dietetic career, I ended up getting like three or four infections back to back and needed several rounds of antibiotics back to back to back. And that's when I noticed the brain stuff happen. Like I was still having the digestive symptoms, kind of managing it, knew it was not how my gut was supposed to be functioning, but it wasn't as bad as I it had been. So it was kind of just like chugging along, but the brain symptoms were terrible. I could not think straight. I was slurring my speech. I started to get sick, cyclic acne and it's still something I'm working on. Like, but the acne I had a couple years ago was like the big welts underneath the skin, the internal stuff. And, and it's slowly progressing out of my system. It's improved quite a bit, but because my gut was so, so damaged at this time, I have to repeat the gut, the gut protocol again, because you know, when you have that much damage, I had so much leading up to that point that when I got to actually restoring my gut, it was really, really damaged. And so it's something I work on daily to continue to restore my gut. And so a lot of people, and oh, I won't want to get into this quite yet, but a lot of times people think like, well, I'll just drink some kombucha and eat some fermented foods and lots of fiber and I'll be good. And if your gut, it has dysbiosis, or if your gut has really bad digestive symptoms, adding, or you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria, adding more probiotics to an issue isn't going to fix it. You have to go through a strategic step-by-step process to, to heal that. So I already mentioned some of the things that for me, precipitated and led up to the cause of my leaky gut. But I do want to mention there's lots of things that can damage the gut health. And and it starts with diet. Number one, if you're eating a high inflammatory diet, things like omega-6 oils, sugar, gluten, dairy, um, you're consuming a lot of processed food, which have food additives and synthetic ingredients, especially artificial sweeteners. So if you're adding things like Splenda to your drinks or you're drinking diet sodas, not that you should go switch to regular soda because remember, sugar is another thing that increases inflammation, but those things have a really detrimental effect to the gut lining. So starting to move towards a whole foods diet, eating more vegetables, eating more fruits, eating more of the natural whole foods will help prevent the inflammatory response in your body, help 
keep that gut lining intact. Um, another thing I want to mention is that a lot of times people who are dieting aren't getting adequate nutrients into their system. And so when people diet, they may just reduce calories, but they're not focusing on getting whole foods in. When you reduce the nutrients your body is taking in, you don't have the nutrients to maintain that gut lining. You need a ton of nutrients to keep those cells intact. So just know that there's multiple things that could be going on there. Again, I covered more of this in my gut health course. So if you're looking to, to dive into that a little bit deeper, I can definitely give you the information for that. And it will be linked in the show notes as well. Um, chronic stress. So I mentioned this already, but when you have chronic stress, your blood flow flows away from your internal organs, away from your gut or your digestive organs, I should say. And, and a, the reason for that is that when you're under stress or you're under that flight or fight response, your body is going to move the blood to places where it needs it. So your extremities so that you can run your heart so you can pump blood and, and move more quickly because it's thinking that you're going to run or fight, right? And a sign that your, your blood flow might not be in the right place or you may be under chronic stress because this is really what happened to me as I was like, well, I'm not really under stress. I feel fine. I feel like I buffer stress. I don't have anxiety anymore. I'm not dealing with these things. And I still had really cold hands and feet. And so whether when when your blood is not flowing to the correct places, you will notice the symptoms of chronic stress. You know, that was my example. There's plenty of other examples. You can go research um, chronic stress symptoms that, you know, manifest in the body. But whether you believe you have high stress or not, if you want to be like, a, a, I don't have stress like I was, know that we get stressed 200 to 300 times a day. And so whether you think you're, you're managing it okay or you're not, you're likely having these hits of stress throughout the day, which can be impacting your gut lining. Ways to deal with that is number one, doing things like meditation, breath work, yoga, sound healing, Reiki, all the things I love, but that can help you buffer that stress response. It may not heal the stress patterns that were in place from, you know, subconscious or childhood or whatever it may be, but it's going to start to heal your heal and help you buffer your response now to stress that you're not continuing to exacerbate that stress, you know, in the body and continue to project the anxiety. The next thing I want to mention that can cause aware and tear of your gut lining is toxins. And so this is toxins from everything to, you know, your food to pharmaceutical drugs to alcohol intake, which I already mentioned. Um, but really we're bombarded with toxins. And a lot of people don't realize because you can't see toxins, right? It's not like eating a donut and saying like, yeah, I ate sugar. I saw that toxins just slip in and they're everywhere. And so 80,000 toxins are released every year into the environment here in the United States. And most of them are studied for less than two weeks at a time. And on top of that, they're not studied in conjunction with tons of other chemicals. So we get bombarded our cleaning supplies, the, you know, the air we're breathing, the pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals we're taking, the beauty products we're putting on our face, the plastic water bottles we're drinking out of, the food we're eating, and in all of these these toxins are, are getting into our body and that can really cause some wear and tear in our gut. Our gut is one of our big ways to detoxify. And when you're overloading it and bombarding it with toxins, it's really hard for it to maintain its integrity and do what it's meant to do. So 
use the EWG's Healthy Living app. I'll link that in the show notes that you guys have access to it. You can go download it, scan your beauty products, scan your food, do all the things that you know you're eating clean. Also, if you can start to move towards organic food, like if you're eating conventional produce and and you're still not healing, it could be a sign that you're consuming a lot of toxic produce. And so starting to move to more organics, if you're like, oh, it's so expensive, I'm not ready, know that one, number one, it's an investment in your health. Anything you spend on your health now, anything you invest into your health now is going to prevent you from feeling crappy down the road and and spending all your money at the end of life, right? Like most people waste their entire savings in their retirement on healthcare. Wouldn't you rather feel good? I'm going to go off on a tangent. Sorry. Let me get off my podium here, but uh, I'm going to finish my thought. But wouldn't you rather spend your money now on your health Feel great when you're 50. Be able to travel and hike and bike and swim and play with your grandkids, whatever it may look like to you, whatever's important to you. Feel great and not spend all your money on healthcare then. So if you can figure out the problems now before they actually manifest into chronic disease, you're going to save yourself a ton of money. So the EWG, circling back to that, I'm done with my tangent. I can get on a lot of those. Um, Circling back to that, the EWG has a clean 15 and dirty dozen list as well. So they have the healthy living app that you can scan all of your beauty products, but they also have lists out on produce that tell you which produce are high in toxins and which ones are relatively low in toxins. So the ones that you should buy organic and the ones that you can probably get by not buying organic from. It's a really nice list of all when you're starting out eating organic and starting to shift your grocery shopping. The next thing I want to mention is pharmaceuticals. And the reason why I want to touch on this is that a lot of people are taking ibuprofen daily or a lot. And it's wearing down the lining of their gut. I have had friends. So if if you're questioning if you have gut dysbiosis or gut issues, check the check the back. Like if you have love handles, then you have some serious gut dysbiosis. If your body is storing weight in that area, you have some serious gut dysbiosis. And the reason I bring this up is that I had a boyfriend once who was popping ibuprofen and Advil almost every day for a headache or minor aches and pains or whatever it may be and didn't think twice about it because it, you know, it's what your doctors and your nurses say is okay for the most part. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm stereotyping here, but what happens is when you take the ibuprofen, it wears down the lining of your gut and it promotes dysbiosis. And so when you're chronically taking it and, and the re, you know, he had these love handles and he worked out, he had a six pack, but he had love handles. So it didn't make any sense aside from the fact that he had gut dysbiosis. And so when you're taking these, that ibuprofen is actually counter, it's counterproductive because you get these leaks in the tight junctions, the lining of your cell, those food particles get out into your blood stream. And although the ibuprofen may decrease inflammation temporarily, long-term, it's going to increase your inflammation, increase your chronic pain. And so, oh, this just popped in my head as well. Literally all the squirrels. But when you have that chronic inflammation and people will come to doctors and I've, I've spoken with so many other healthcare practitioners, healthcare professional professionals who work with gut health is that people will come to them with no symptoms of gut issues, but they will have chronic pain and it starts in the gut. 
their issues stemmed from something in their gut and they don't even realize it because you don't necessarily get the symptoms of gut issues. Maybe you digest your food just fine. Maybe like you don't have acne. Maybe you, maybe you don't have those other things, but you have this low grade inflammation, which is causing you pain. So stop taking ibuprofen, switch to something more natural. You can get um, turmeric capsules or curcumin capsules. Those are a really great way to decrease inflammation and pain naturally and actually help restore the gut health instead of um, wearing it down more. You can incorporate things like an anti-inflammatory diet if you're experiencing chronic aches and pains. If you have something that is causing you pain, I had foot pain for three years and I just kind of ignored it for three years, guys. That was probably not the best idea. But I went to a chiropractor and he literally adjusted it two times, three times, and it's not at, like significantly less painful than it was. Like I would go hiking and I would feel it right away when I put it in my hiking boot. And within two or three adjustments, like I hiked for four or five hours on Saturday and only at the end of the hike did I actually start to feel the pain. So go get adjusted, do acupuncture, do what you need to do to heal the root cause of it, right? Instead of just slapping a medication on it, popping a pill, yes, it's easier, or ignoring it like I did because it's still some sort of inflammation there in your body. Um, yes, it's easier, but it's still causing your body wear and tear. Um, and then antibiotics. So that means in your meats. And it also means when you're taking an antibiotic, we way overuse these. I, the infections I mentioned earlier, I had UTIs, like I had three or four back to back. And the reason why you can have something like a UTI is that your gut bacteria are out of balance. So a lot of times we will take antibiotics for something that is a more holistic issue. Like if you're getting cold every winter, if you're getting really sick every winter, remember that your gut is the start of your immune system and it holds a lot of your immune cells in your gut. So if you're getting sick every year, instead of taking antibiotics and making the issue worse, making you long-term get sick more often, you likely need to do a gut reset so that you can prevent this illness from coming on every year. Like it's normal to get a little bit sick, to get a little bit of illness, but not normal to get so wiped out all the time. So if you're getting like chronically sick, you may be overusing antibiotics or you may just not have a healthy gut. So know that there's alternatives to antibiotics. I've not taken an antibiotic for a UTI. I got multiple after I committed to never taking, well not never, but if I have something serious, I'll take an antibiotic, but I have not taken an antibiotic since I committed to stopping. And I've had multiple UTIs since then, TMI, sorry, you guys deal with it. Um, after that, because my gut was out of balance, but I needed to get my gut to a place where it could be healthy and stop getting the UTIs so that I could prevent them from coming back again. So when, you know, male or female that have these chronic UTIs, it's usually a symptom that their gut health is out of balance because those bacteria impact your, um, your lady parts and your your potty parts. So, sorry if that was too too much TMI, but uh, felt it was necessary to share. Um, now I want to dive in. It's like a lot of information. I'm not used to talking. I've had a lot of interviews lately, guys. So like me rambling on to myself at my house is. It's been a while since I've done this. I um. So it's a lot to say. I have a lot to say about the gut. <laughs> so you may be wondering now, like, okay, maybe you're, you're questioning if you have leaky gut. Maybe you're thinking like, oh gosh, I definitely have some symptoms of it. I'm not sure what to do. 
if you're having digestive symptoms like bloating and gas and diarrhea and constipation, and you've taken things like probiotics, you've done the kefir, you eat you know, prebiotic foods, and you're like, I do all the things, and it's not getting better, you may need to do a full gut reset. And what I mean by that is that you may need to actually heal the pathogenic bacteria before you add more healthy bacteria in. And so this is what I take people through on my gut reset. My gut course is a step-by-step process to healing the gut. The first phase I take people through, and this is a gut reset that a lot of um, functional medicine practitioners use. I've tailored it to make sure it hits on all aspects. Some people only focus on, let's say they have a bacterial, bad bacterial overgrowth. They'll focus on the bacterial overgrowth, but they'll kind of forget to do the leaky gut healing or they'll do the leaky gut stuff, but they'll forget to, to treat the pathogenic bacterial overgrowth. And so what I do is step one is I remove certain carbohydrates from the diet with, with a certain gut elimination diet. And, and we reduce the total bacteria. And it seems so counterintuitive to people because they're like, don't I want more good bacteria? But if you have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria, you actually need to just reduce the total population so you can get the bad bacteria out. And that also means that you're going to reduce some of the healthy bacteria as well because these certain carbohydrates both will feed, it will feed both types of bacteria. The bad bacteria just have more of an affinity for some of the other carbohydrates. So we just reduce all these carbohydrates. We add in certain herbs and supplements that actually help reduce the pathogens in your gut. I use pharmaceutical grade um, supplements because a lot of times what you order off Amazon or um, certain websites, they they may may do okay. Um, But what I've found is that they can have ingredients or fillers that they don't they don't have listed or they're not they're not tested really or regulated and so they have things that they 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 don't they have things in them that they don't have on the label or they don't have what they have on the label in the actual product um nature's made is a good company for they do third-party tests but they can also have things like alcohols that reduce absorption or actually cause wear and tear or certain like not bioavailable, not as bioavailable. And that's why I'm going off on a tangent again, but why I use the pharmaceutical grade supplements is that you don't always know what you're getting. Um, so that that is the first step is that we really, really reduce the, the pathogens and the bad bacteria. The next thing I'll do with my clients is replace the replace the digestive enzyme. So so a lot of times what'll happen too is pe- if people are getting things like heartburn, if they're getting things like nutrient malabsorption, they may not have the digestive enzymes or the bile. Sometimes people get their gallbladder removed. They don't have the enzymes or the really what their body needs to break down certain nutrients and get with get out of it what they need to repair the gut lining. So we'll add in digestive enzymes and certain nutrients with foods that are going to help repair the gut lining. So I'll add in digestive enzymes. I'll make sure people are consuming bone broth or I'll recommend that. I'll encourage them to take omega-3 fatty acids in consistently. That's found in things like mackerel, herring, salmon, sardines, flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts. Um, making sure that if you're under stress, which most of us are, we're eating the animal sources of that. If you're not eating the animal sources, I recommend doing a supplement. If you want to get hooked up with omega-3 supplements, let a sister know. I can make sure you're getting the pharmaceutical grade ones. I have those um, and I will be having those available on my website eventually. 
Another thing is making sure you're getting the right nutrients to heal. So vitamin E is important for healing the gut lining. And you can find that in sunflower seeds, almonds, other nuts, avocado, salmon, red peppers have some, kiwi has some. Um, Vitamin C is another one that's important for healing the gut lining. Most people know what that's found in your citrus fruit. You can also get it in strawberries, broccoli, kale, kiwi, and peppers as well. Um, zinc is a big one. So if I, when I mention your nails, if you notice your cuticles are really rough or you have white spots on your nails, that can be a sign of zinc deficiency. Um, you can find zinc in things like meat, shellfish, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, almonds, eggs, dark chocolate. The issue is, is that a lot of these nutrients, if you are malabsorbing, your body you can eat those foods all day. You can eat all the healthy foods all day, but your body's not actually going to absorb them. This is what happened to me is I eat a ton of food and I eat a ton of high nutrient quality foods. But what I found is that when my gut is out of alignment, I will get the white spots on my nail. I will have the chip, you know, the breaking really brittle nails. I'll have the cuticle issues, which is also from me biting my nails. I'm working on it, guys. Working on it. <laughs> but you won't absorb the nutrients. And so what happens is that you don't absorb the nutrients, which you need to heal your gut, but you can't heal your gut because you don't have the nutrients and you can't absorb them because your gut is out of alignment. So it's like this cyclical circle. Um, you also lose more of these nutrients when you are having symptoms like diarrhea. Um, another one, you Midwesterners, make sure you're taking a vitamin D supplement, even if you're not in the Midwest, get it checked by your primary care provider. It, the ideal range is anywhere between 50 and 80, and most people are sitting right around the 30 or below mark, especially in the Midwest. I got mine checked in June a couple years back, and it was sitting at a 29, and the provider told me I was fine. It was summertime. I was outside all the time. I would, you know, every weekend, evenings, middle of the day, I'd go for walks. Like I was getting vitamin D every way I could in the summer and I was still deficient. And so a lot of people are walking around vitamin D deficient, inadequate, not getting enough and really need to supplement on that. So have your provider check it. And then the last piece we do is repairing the gut lining and rebalancing it. And so what we do is we actually kind of combine the, the, um, the replacing the, what's the word I'm looking for? Digestive enzymes with also repairing. So we'll add in certain key nutrients in addition to the foods, but we'll also add in nutrients through supplementation that are highly absorbable that can be absorbed when your gut isn't quite doing as hot as it should be. And we'll add that in with our healing foods at the middle step. And then the last step is rebalancing. And so we have not added in probiotics. We're not eating fermented foods during this time. At the end, that is where we replace and rebalance the bacteria so that your gut has that protective layer of healthy bacteria to promote overall um, prevention, essentially, of gut relapse. And so it's a process I take people through. It takes time. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you're doing it strategically, not just adding in a supplement here and there because I did that and I wasted a ton of money on random supplements. I probably wasted over $500 of like, well, my brain's out of balance. I'm going to try this magnesium and my, this is out of balance. So I'm going to try this and this is out of balance. So I'll try this. And I would just keep buying crap and I didn't do it strategically so that one, it saved me a ton of money. I went through the gut reset and, and did one round and all of the symptoms cleared up. 
at once. Now they have come back a little bit because I wasn't sleeping well. I had a lot of stress in my life and my gut was really, really out of balance in the first place. So I'm going to be redoing my gut reset with you guys. In addition to the meditation I've incorporated to help with stress and some other things, which I'm also going to include in the gut course, step-by-step processes to help prevent your gut from relapsing. And that's the really the cool thing I'm adding into this gut reset for you guys. Now, if this is something you're interested in, if you're like, oh my gosh, I need this in my life, you can shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook. You can send me an email at dietitiandaydreams at gmail.com. Or you can, that's probably the best way. Or you can sign up. I'll put the the link in the show notes. And if it's something you want to pursue and go down that avenue, there's all the information for that will be in the link there. And so if you have any questions, I would be happy to help you. If you're kind of questioning if this is the right first step for you, reach out. You know, there are other things that can cause symptoms and I want to make sure that this is the right step for you. Gut is a great place to start because as I think it was Hippocrates or Socrates or someone said, all disease begins in the gut. So with that being said, I'm going to close out this episode. One last little thing is that if you have not left a review, there is still one or two weeks, I think two weeks when this is launched, to get your name in for the drawing. And the reason why I'm giving back to you guys a little prize for leaving the review is that by you leaving those reviews and rating the show, and giving feedback. It helps this message get out to more people, helps people raise their awareness so that they can raise their vibration, live healthier lives, live a little bit lighter and more free, and step into the person they're supposed to be. So if if this has been helpful for you, one, maybe drop it on your Instagram story or share it with a friend. If, If it's something that has been beneficial or you've learned something from or would love if you left a review and rated the show that really does help more people get in touch with this so without further ado i hope you guys have a fabulous day and we'll see you next week